I'm sure we've all had the experience of being sick sometime. For many of us, it may not have been a, a very serious illness, maybe a, a battle with the flu that went on for a while. For some people, maybe a more serious chronic illness or a long recovery from surgery. In the first reading, Job is describing his experience and he's doing it very graphically. He talks about life being a drudgery, about months of misery and troubled nights when he tosses and turns waiting for the dawn to come. It's a very graphic description of what it's like to feel miserable. Now we don't know from the Gospel account how seriously ill Simon's mother-in-law was, but I'm sure at that time even a fever was a serious illness and she may have been experiencing something of what Job was describing. And besides her suffering, there was also the concern and the anxiety of the people who loved her and worried about her. But when Jesus enters the house, everything changes. He takes her by the hand, he helps her up, and she's healed immediately. We can imagine the amazement, for sure, but then also the relief and the joy as everyone realizes that she's now going to be all right. As we see this tremendous healing power of Jesus, we're reminded that this same Jesus is present in our lives, healing us. And I'm sure the physical healing that we experience at times isn't as dramatic as the healing in today's gospel, or maybe as sudden as we would like it to be. Sometimes the physical healing we pray for doesn't take place right away as we would want. It can be hard sometimes, I'm sure, to understand why we suffer or why the people close to us suffer. And Job had that trouble too, until he finally allowed God to be God and trusted that God was at work in his life, even though he didn't always understand how that was happening. When we let go and trust in God's presence, a deeper spiritual kind of healing can take place. There are, of course, other kinds of healing besides physical healing, other ways in which Jesus enters our lives and heals us. For example, we might be weighed down by guilt because of something that we've done. And in the Sacrament of Reconciliation, Jesus promises us that the past is forgiven, that we don't have to keep dragging it along with us like extra baggage. The forgiveness of Jesus can heal us and set us free. Or if we find ourselves sometimes worried or very afraid about something, so much so that we're practically paralyzed by our fear of what's going to happen. Believing in the presence of Jesus with us, again, can help us and can set us free. We know that Jesus also heals us through other people. So often that's how he enters our lives. When we know that we have the support and the understanding of other people, that can heal our disappointment 
or our loneliness. If we're blind to our own goodness and worth, we need the help of other people to reflect our goodness back to us so that our blindness can be healed and we recognize that goodness. And Jesus does heal us through his presence with us in the sacraments and also in other people. And I think today's gospel is reminding us of what we need to do in order to recognize his healing presence with us. As busy as he was with all those people to heal, Jesus regularly went off by himself to a deserted place to pray. And we need that time alone with Jesus, believing in his presence with us, recognizing the ways he heals us and giving thanks for his presence. We need to find our own deserted place from time, from time to time to be alone with Jesus in our prayer. But notice what also happens in today's gospel. After Simon's mother-in-law has been healed, she immediately gets up and starts waiting on people. I, mean, I can just see her hurrying around, probably apologizing because the house is a mess, and insisting that everybody should stay for something to eat. She's been healed, and now her concern is to be of help to other people. And that, we know, should be the pattern in our lives. We've been healed many, many times, and will continue to be healed. And we need to do what we can to help heal other people. Maybe there's someone who needs our forgiveness in order to be healed. How long are we going to wait to provide that? Or maybe there's someone who needs to hear us say, I'm sorry. Just our listening to another person may be the healing that that person needs. There once was a person seated on a park, a park bench praying, and then past this person came many people. Some of them were starving, many were poor and homeless, several had been beaten and abused. And seeing all these people going by, the person prayed, Great God, how is it that a loving creator like you can see such suffering and do nothing about it? And out of the silence, God said, I did, I did do something about it. I created you. Our discipleship doesn't allow us to be spectators only observing the suffering around us. As followers of Jesus, we're called to be a healing presence in our world, in whatever ways we're able to do that. Today's gospel reminds us of the healing power of Jesus, and not just for Simon's mother-in-law 2,000 years ago, but for us right now. As we experience the presence of Jesus with us in this Eucharist. We pray that we can be open to his healing presence in our lives and that we can bring that healing to the people around us.